Hi there, my name's Adam Parr. I'm the podcast host, the Parr City Podcast. In this podcast, you'll be listening to me connect with people from different walks of life, from the military to people in the music industry to people in the self-help industry and many other areas of life. In this podcast, I'll be talking about topics from self-help, mental health, motivation, spirituality, mindset, society, current affairs, and much, much more. If you enjoy this podcast, please subscribe, share, and let me know your feedback. My main intention on this podcast is to have a positive impact. For you, the the listener, to take something positive from it, to apply something positive into your life from this. Now, with without further ado, let's get into this podcast and enjoy. Hi, and welcome to the Positivity Podcast. On today's episode, I'm joined by David Wes. David Wes does food reviews on many restaurant chains. He also does videos on his Instagram page where he does video tutorials on making different food recipes from all kinds of different dishes. In this podcast, we talk about food, happiness, mindset, motivation, doing what you love, and much more. Now, sit back, relax, and enjoy this episode. Hi, Dave. How are you doing? Nice to uh, have you on the podcast. Thanks for having me, man. No, no, you're welcome. You're welcome. Um, yeah, I was, I was watching like you know a lot of your content and uh, what you put out there, and I really, really like it. And um, like you make like cooking videos, and you take you go and visit other places as well, and do like reviews of their food as well. Yeah. So we basically do. We're we're, we're a very young uh, Instagram account. Um, we're getting we're gaining uh, a lot of following really quickly, which is great. But we don't follow the rules. We do whatever we want. Like there's some pages that are strictly food pictures. There's some that are cooking channels. There's some that are review. I figure I'll do whatever I want. I'll do a little bit of everything. Um, so it started with cooking videos. Um, so I teach how to make different dishes. And then we just recently started in like last two weeks doing like going to a couple of restaurants, trying food that I haven't tried before. Um, we just had an amazing Polish dinner last night. Went to this place in the Northeast Philly called Pierogi Factory. Are you familiar with pierogies? No, no. I've heard of it before, but I've not seen them. Yeah, so it's a Polish food. Um, and they're basically little dumplings stuffed with different things. Like traditional pierogies are potato and cheese. Was it on your recent video? I watched yeah. it. Yeah. Oh, they look so nice. I was watching yeah. that before this. 
and I was like, oh my gosh, like, um, I can, I can share my screen if you like, and I'll, and I'll, I can put it on so people can see it. Yeah. Oh, you know, I don't think I've posted this restaurant yet. I just had all my, I had all my oh, stories because right. I had the dessert. The one before that was the Korean restaurant, but, mm. uh, the Polish restaurant was great. They have all these different types of pierogies filled with like cheesesteak, buffalo wings, and then the oh traditional. They even had one filled with Nutella and it was deep fried with chocolate and sugar. It was so good, man. And like, I love food. Uh, I love, well, I'm a big guy. So I've loved food since the small, since I was a small guy. So <laughs> I've always been like a foodie and like, I've always taken pictures, but like, I really only just started like really hitting it hard, doing videos yeah. since quarantine started. That's awesome. I mean, I think it's good that, you know, you, you're following like, you know, something that you're passionate about as well and that you take enjoyment in. And I think um, your videos are like, you like you're quite positive and it's like funny as well. And you've like, it's like, see some of these cooking videos are very serious. Yeah. It's like, this is what I'm doing. And it's like, it's like, you're like, quite serious in what you're doing but you're like you're very like playful with it as well which is nice is it you know it brings a joint that enjoyment to it yeah that's, well that's how i cook at home and that's just my personality letting it shine because there were some people like yo man you gotta calm down with the cursing or like clean it up a bit i was like ah, like i'm doing this for me like not for anyone else not only that but like that's my genuine self like uh, that that's how I like to do it. And when I'm in the kitchen and I cut myself or something like that, I'm going to let a fuck out. Like, fuck, man, shit. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, it's just, that's how I yeah. roll. Um, not only that, but if you've ever been in, I'm sure, uh, you said you're with hospitality. If you're in the kitchen, you hear what people are saying. Like, people, it's not, <laughs> it's yeah. not uh, always uh, the fanciest language used in the kitchen. <laughs> yeah, I've, I've seen, I've seen some stuff. I, I've, it's stressful as well. I mean, when you're in that environment, there's so much going yeah. on and people are paying a lot of money for food and tensions are high, aren't they? When you, you know, it's hot, it's uncomfortable. Yeah, people say all kinds. Yeah, no, I'm sure, man. Uh, so I've never worked in the food industry, but uh, I have friends that have, and then I'm a frequent restaurant goer. Um, mm. Even now with COVID going on, like the area where I go out to eat, there's only outside dining right now. So I'm just trying to give my money to some of my favorite restaurants just so they can survive. Because the last three months, a lot of restaurants in my city have been closing. And it's a real shame. Some of them are like spots that I love to go to. So if anything, mm -hmm. I just feel like if they're open and there's a place that I can eat at and it's one of my favorite spots, I'm going to support them. Um, and there's no better way of supporting them than ordering food or T-shirts or something like that from them. Mm. Yeah, no, I definitely agree. It's like, you know, you're giving back and helping them out that bit more, you know, because um, I think a lot of places closed in the UK as well. I know a few chains have been struggling. Um, a lot of restaurants closed. It's, it's difficult. It was difficult times. And I mean, the government have introduced a thing here called um, help, help Out to Eat Out or something like that. Okay. I think it is. And basically, if you go out to eat to restaurants, if they've, got, if they've agreed to do it, you get like ten pounds off each meal or something like that. Oh, and the government refunds the restaurant for that money. I, I don't know how it works, but there, okay. there must be there must be something that happens like that. But yeah. you get ten pound off your meal, so it's encouraging people to to go out, you know, to go, go out yeah. to restaurants. 
No, that's great. That's great for the restaurant industry, especially if they agreed to something like that. So that's awesome. Yeah, no, I see. They, they and, do uh, need the. They definitely need the money right now. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of restaurants have been kind of improvising, um, doing a lot of takeout stuff, yeah, barbecue, same. barbecue. Yeah, improvising. Um, there's a Michelin star chef in Cornwall down here called Paul Ainsworth. Okay. He's been on television quite a lot. And um, he set up during lockdown, like uh, he was cooking and shipping out food packages to people in the local area and delivering them. So Very cool. But it, well, yeah, it's difficult. Yeah. And then that's, that's the great thing about like smart chefs and like it, people adapt um, to go orders. Like a lot of places didn't do to go before and now they're doing it. Or they mm. didn't have outdoor seating, but they have a patio. So now they have outdoor seating so people can eat. So it's, it's a, been a crazy three, four, five months with COVID and just seeing the whole landscape, um, how things are changing. And like the sad part, like I said, is like seeing some of the restaurants that like I've enjoyed going to like close down or mm. even restaurants that I wanted to go to and they closed down. So I'll never even get the chance to go. So it's, yeah. it, it's sad the way things are working. Mm. But I think it's good in what you're doing as well because you're almost helping to promote these restaurants and these places. Because I was yeah. looking at like your Instagram and I was seeing, because you also make food at your home or where you cook like as yeah. well. And you have some like really, really good um, meals that you made. I saw like the corn of the cob one when you had yeah. that grated cheese or something like that. Um, yeah, that's the Mexican, we call it elote. It's Mexican street corn on a stick and it's delicious, especially if you like cheese and a little bit of spice and lime juice. It's good. And they sell that everywhere. I've had that from, I've had that in Mexico. I've had it in San Diego. I've even had that all the way in Bali, Indonesia. So street corn is like everywhere. Yeah, that's, that's a really big thing in, in um, a lot of countries, isn't it? I mean, it's not so much in England. I mean, in England, they have like craft kitchen. So like there's a restaurant down here, like craft food. We okay. can go and it's made there and they give it to you. But like in like America and um, other countries, it's like a very big thing, isn't it? Like on the corner, here you go, bang, bang, bang. Yeah, yeah. So it's like a little, uh, it's a little cart. It's not even a restaurant. Like restaurants do sell it in the States, but um, if it's in a warmer state, uh, it'll just be a cart outside and then you can get that. Or if there's like a festival, they'll have a stand and you can get like that, some tacos, whatever you want. Um, and usually it's grilled. So like I, in my video, I just boil it. So when you grill it, you get even better flavor. So yeah, I saw, I saw some more of your videos. You did like a, I think it's an older one, but you did like a Reese's Pieces cup. And I never realized it was just peanut butter and sugar and that was it. And you just it, yeah. it off. It's powdered sugar. Yeah, confectioner sugar and peanut butter. You just mix it till you get that, like, uh, consistency that you want. Um, and it's such a fun thing to do. Like, if you're ever looking for, like, a date idea or something to cook at home, it's just chocolate. You melt it. You put it in the cupcake tin. You put your favorite filling in. So if it's peanut butter, if you want to put – I did one with chocolate chip cookie dough, Oreos. I put pretzels, chips, like, whatever you want. You just put it in the middle, and then you fill the top up with chocolate. You freeze it, an hour later, you're good to go. Make it sound so easy. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Watch the video again. And yeah. then it'll, it'll be easier. <laughs> yeah. 
No, I will. And um, do, you, do you have like a favorite fair kind of recipe or favorite kind of food that you like to cook? Ooh, my favorite food. Well, I love steaks. Like a good yeah. steak, porterhouse, like a thick boy, medium rare or rare with like mm. just with all the fixings. Like I like asparagus, mashed potatoes with probably like a nice red wine. Mm. That's a... Uh, that's what uh that's probably one of my favorite foods but i also love seafood like i love crab yeah. legs crab legs scallops shrimp um so adam i got i have a question for you if that's okay yeah, yeah of course yeah yeah so uh, usually so i've been on a couple podcasts um and this is one of and whenever i'm in a meeting at work it's my favorite icebreaker that i ask people just so i can kind of get inside their heads so i'm going to give you a scenario and i'm going to ask you a question all right yeah yeah so, Hopefully this never happens, but just say you're on. Do you guys have death row over in London, like jail where they they'll? They... Um, we we don't really have. I I don't think that's a, that's not really a thing here. I mean, they have. You get a life sentence. So you say you do a certain crime, the life sentence is X amount of years. So you okay. just stay. You stay in prison. Okay. Uh, so. Let me go. Let me give it a little history then. So in the mm. states, like they they can sentence you to death, and what happens like with the U.S. history is the day before your the day they kill you, um, they they offer you like your last meal, and you get to pick what you want. Now back in the day, they would make you what you want, but like now with like pr uh, prisons being privatized or anything, they might be like, all right, you can pick something off the menu that's been in the kitchen for the last twenty days. But back in the day, they were like, all right if you wanted a bucket of fried chicken and Coca-Cola, they would go out for it because it's your last meal on earth. Um, so basically my question is, if tomorrow you knew you were gonna die and be sentenced to death, what would you choose for your last meal tonight for dinner? And I, I want that, like an appetizer, your main course, what you're drinking with that, and a dessert. Right, okay. That's a good question. Um... Yeah, yeah, I, 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 that's my favorite question to ask people. I I love um, calamari. Mm, how do you like it cooked? I like it like fried, like fried calamari, like That's crispy. Good. Yeah, with um, sweet chili sauce. Oh, Thai Thai sweet yeah, chili sauce. Yeah. Oh, that's so good. Um, that's the main. The main I, I've got like so many different foods going through my mind right now. Um, <laughs> I'm torn between, I like Mexican food as well. Mm. I like um, nice burritos, like a nice pulled pork burrito with cheese or something like that. Okay. I can get down with that. Yeah, or um, like a, like a fry up, like an English cooked, like a cooked English breakfast. Oh, okay. So, so over here we have like fried toast, fried eggs, bacon, beans, hash browns, um, tomato too, right? And tomatoes and 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 fried tomatoes, and it's all on yeah. one plate. I've seen that. The baked, the first time I ordered that with the baked beans, I kind of got thrown off. And I think mine, 
I was like, baked beans? I was like, all right. Yeah. <laughs> I eat it. <laughs> yeah. But I never had baked beans for breakfast before. <laughs> yeah, so that's like cooked breakfast. So it's all those different items. That, oh, mushroom, fried, mush like fried mushroom yeah. or... Um, and it, comes with, it usually comes with like a blood sausage too, right? Yes. Or a regular yes, sausage? Yes, with, with sausage on it as well, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, mm. um, that's very British. And um, to drink? Probably like... So many, so many choices. Um, I like Grey Goose. Okay. Go for a vodka drink then? Yeah, so like vodka and coke or something. Could... Okay. And then what's um, your dessert? Uh, probably a McFlurry ice cream from McDonald's. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> hey, man, it's your, it's your last meal, so what, what yeah. are you going to put in it? I, put, I quite like uh, Oreo, so probably that. Yeah, cookies and cream is where it's at. Yeah. I like... That's my one of my favorite ice creams. I like that. I like cookie dough, pistachio, mm. but ice cream is the go-to. That's a that's a good choice, man. Yeah. No, it's it's, it's interesting when you think of that, isn't it? Because you think to yourself like, there's so many foods. Like, what would I have? Um, yeah. I, I noticed when I went to the states, like um, me and my friend had like a Ben and Jerry's ice cream, and it was like, like that big. It was like crazy. It was like. Yeah, they're, they're, they're delicious, too. Um, and they have so many different flavors. Uh, that's a good company. Because uh, they, they pump out new flavors all the time. Sometimes they're limited editions, so you got to jump on them. Um, but in the city that I'm from, like Philadelphia, there's a lot of small boutique ice cream places popping up. Like people doing like specialty ice cream, small batch, pint, and people are like snatching them up. There's like a, a couple companies in Philly that are doing that. Are you, is, do you see that over there? Uh, where you're at, like people um, do like ice creams. There, there are some like um, cafes, you know, independent cafes in, in, especially in Cornwall here, that you know they'll have their own ice cream. That, that is um, one in a place called Padstow, and there's a shop, a small shop called Roskillies, I think it is. Okay. And and they have all kinds of flavors like rum and raisin, pistachio, uh, and they've been going for years. Um, I don't think it's as big as it is in America, but like there are like a few independent places that do nice ice cream. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's awesome. Now, is it to go to? So is it a package like to go? Or is it more like a, like an ice cream parlor that you would go up and, they, and you would eat it there? Yeah. It's like a stand kind of thing where you go and get it. Gotcha. Yeah. But, uh, so we're, we see that and then we're seeing people who are actually making their own pints so like you can get it at like different areas, like pick it up at a store or pick it up and it's already, you don't need it there. You actually take it home. Um, oh, wow. And then you would leave it in the fridge, like a Ben and Jerry's type deal. So we're seeing, wow. a, we're seeing a couple companies like that pop up in Philadelphia. So that is, it's, that is pretty cool. Yeah. It's kind of cool to see, like you're starting in a small city. You like, you love, a, you have a passion for ice cream and then mm. you're putting all this different stuff into it. Um, the one in Philly, like the main guy that's blowing up right now is called 1900 ice cream. Um, I'll send you a link cause this stuff just looks phenomenal, but like mm. it sells out, like he'll post stuff and the stuff will be gone as soon as he posts it. So it's hard to get, um, I, I've yet to try it though, but it's on my yeah. list. 
No, that's, that's, that's crazy how, like, it just goes to show you can make money, like, selling anything, really. You can go, you know, ice cream, mm-hmm. you know, you make it, batch it, probably store it, and then you can ship it out. And I don't, I don't know how, how you preserve it. You probably put it in a cool box or something. Probably. Yeah. Uh, or I don't know. I, I'm, maybe it's deep. I know sometimes some places will deep freeze it. So the, by the time you get it home, it's just regular cold. Um, but I don't know. I don't know the analytics or the, the science behind all that. Yeah. But I feel if you have a good product, if you have a good product and you use good, like if it's ice cream and you use good ingredients, like that taste good, people will pay what, what you're asking, even if it's mm. at a premium, if it's that good. Yeah. I, I remember when lockdown happened, McDonald's closed. And I, I remember when they opened up in the UK and the drive through for it was like, <laughs> ridiculously long and I, I didn't go to it straight away but I I remember thinking like people just you know love food you know like it just people are happy to wait 40 minutes on a car to, to get like a, a McDonald's so yeah. it's like you said if, if you have a good product and it's good yeah. people will wait in line to have it I've seen it with Starbucks people waiting 20 minutes or something in a queue to get a coffee yeah I think <laughs> I have one very close to me and the line goes out onto the highway and that's how long it goes. And you're like, like driving up, you think it's a crash cause you see all these cars and then you realize it's the line to the Starbucks. I'm like, what the hell? Like you're holding up traffic. Like at what point don't you just get out of your car and like go in and buy it? Like, uh, yeah, I don't get it, it, but it is, it is funny. Um, yeah, it's almost cult like following. Like I need my Starbucks coffee or like I need, my Dunkin' Donuts coffee or whatever coffee it is that you drink, like people mm. need that. Or, cause like there's sayings, I don't know if there's sayings over there, but like in America it's like, don't talk to me until I have my cup of coffee. And like, yeah. Stuff, yeah, stuff like that. I'm like, all right, like there's, me, I drink a little bit of coffee, but I don't need it to, to like start my day or anything mm. like that. Is there any like coffee you recommend or like, or any, any drink wise that you recommend? Like over there in, in America, is there any, I'm trying to think. Uh, like, I just drink coffee. Like, if I'm really sluggish, and I and if I do that, I'll do like a. If I'm really sluggish, I'll do like a triple shot of espresso. I won't even have a co- mm. like coffee. Um, but I love my I love my Coca Cola just like everybody yeah, else. Yeah. I'm yeah, a Coke fan. Sure. All my friends laugh at me because when we go to a restaurant, that's the first question I ask. Because like, do you have Coke or Pepsi? Because if they say Pepsi, I'm just gonna order booze. But yeah. if they have Coke, I'm going to order a Coke. Yeah. So that's like, and not only that, but if I, I don't mix drinks, like, you know how you said vodka uh, and Coke? I would rather have a, vo- a shot of vodka and a Coke by the side. So I'll do right, the shot because yeah. I love the taste of Coca-Cola that much. <laughs> mm, that's awesome. <laughs> and like, I prefer my vodka neat anyway. Same with my whiskey. Like, I want to taste it. Yeah, you you taste more of it. You taste it as it is. Like my my dad mixes like gin and coke. Yeah, and I'm like, it's just not a good mix. It, it's but it's each to their own, isn't it? Everyone likes their own thing. Um, yeah. Do 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 you do you like um, fine dining food or anything like that? What do you think to that scene of food? Have you ever been so, into that kind? Of I am food? a I am an equal opportunity food eater. So mm. I have, like, I would love to go to a Michelin star restaurant um, or 
like over here we have like James Beard Award, like different awards. So like you could go, I could eat something on the street, like a street car in Tijuana, mm -hmm. Mexico, or I could go to a Michelin star restaurant in Chicago and dine. Um, you, you get different vibes. Uh, like then you're also paying for the ambiance with some of the more expensive restaurants. Mm. Um, but it's nice to sit down and try food. Um, but you can get, sometimes you can get just as good food as a high end restaurant at a small mom and pop shop, especially yeah. when it's Italian food. Like there's amazing South Philly Italian food that I would put up against any like five star, four star restaurant to saying they have Italian, great Italian food. Yeah. Um, it's like, not like that, but it's traditional. So you have yeah. like recipes that have been passed down from generation to generation from like Italian family. And then they're cooking it in a small restaurant. But then you have another guy who's like a, has a lot of money and hires whoever he wants. And then he puts his bill, like puts up like five restaurants in center city and tries to mimic what the South Philly restaurants are doing. And then they, because he's in center city or in a more populated, uh, popular area, he'll charge mm -hmm. extra $10 on the meal when I can go somewhere else and get a meal just as good, if not better. Yeah. Um, but then some people are willing to pay for the ambiance. Like mm. you could feed me dinner in a cardboard box and I don't care as long as the food. <laughs> like, uh, but no, like when you go, I'm sure like you date, you date and stuff like that. Yeah. Nobody wants, no one wants to go on a date in a cardboard box. They want to go to a fancy place. So <laughs> yeah, so, no. I'll go, Sorry. I'll go anywhere as long as the food, if the food's good, I'll go anywhere. Yeah, no, I see. I think like you said, it, it just goes to show like some place you can go, you know, I like traditional places where you like I said, it's being passed down and it's, um, you know, nice old school restaurants, you know, which quick that cook like good, wholesome food and they're, they're passionate about it. I think that's, that's something that I look for when I go to places sometimes, you know, someone who's passionate about, I mean, you're not going to probably find that in McDonald's, you know what I mean? But like, if, if you go to a nice restaurant with their cook, the chefs are passionate about what they're doing and, and that, yeah. that ambience, like you said, it shows a lot. And I think with the internet today, it can just take one person to go in there, not like it or something like that and put a review on the internet. And that can have like such like a dramatic effect. Yeah. Like, uh, so do you guys have Yelp over there? We've got, um, we don't have, I think, some places use Yelp, but we've got other like, um, oh, what's it called? On Google, there's people who do reviews on yeah. Google and things like that. Same over here. TripAdvisor. Yeah, TripAdvisor. Yeah, TripAdvisor is another big one. And like, uh, I know there's people who are like Yelp Elite and like TripAdvisor, like top commenter or whatever they're called. Um, and that's all great and everything like that. But like my general consensus is like, I want to try it myself. Because mm. sometimes you read some, and I'm not saying their reviews, but some of the people's reviews that they leave on Google or Yelp, I read them and I'm like, yeah, have you ever been to a restaurant before? Like some of the stuff that they're commenting on, like mm. if, it's a, if it's a trusted person, but oh no, like you, you might not like the mashed potatoes the way I like it or vice versa. Mm. So the only way to really try it is I'll try it myself. I'll go there. If I don't like it, I won't return. If I do like it, it'll become one of my favorites. Um, but, but the best thing is for me still is word of mouth. When I talk to my friends, people in my circle of like 
food friends, the people who kind of do the same thing I do on the internet, when they say like, yo, this, you gotta hit this place up. Like I listen. Um, yeah. So, but like, that's the thing too. Like the first time you lie about a review and like you send me to some place that you say is a hundred percent and I go there and it's shit. I'm like, I'm not gonna trust you for another food review. So that's like yeah. something personally I'm keeping in mind. Like, uh, like I won't post, like I've been like between me and you, well, I guess everyone's gonna see this. Like there yeah. have been a person or a place that reached out and I did not like their food. I will not post it. Cause I'm not gonna do them the disjustice. Like they invited me to the restaurant, try their food. And mm. especially now they're trying to make it during COVID. It's just, and it might mm. be my taste. I don't like it. So I'm not gonna say like yeah. this food is horrible. Don't go there because someone might like their food and they're mm. struggling right now. So I just make the choice. I'm not going to post about it. Yeah. Um, and that's my decision, but I won't ever try to mislead someone because that's my name on the line. Yeah, that's it. And it's like, as well, um, you have to be like genuine to yourself as well, don't you? And I think I, I've worked in restaurants and people will, I've seen customers complain. I've seen customers like things, you know, about the same dish. And I'm like, I, I say, I'll say to people, if you set yourself up for, for expectations, you're kind of setting yourself up to fail. So I always have like an open mind with like places. Cause if I yeah. think to myself, it's going to be really nice, it might not be nice. And then you're like, Oh, well. Yeah. And all that, but there's some things that should be, there's some things that will always be made different. And then there's mm. some things that should always be the same. Like if you order a steak that, and you say rare, that you should get a rare steak. If you say a New York strip, rare any any steakhouse should be able to give you that and cook it to the specific the mm. specific uh heat temperature that you're asking for but then if you just say if you get a meatball people make meatballs all different types of ways there's vegan meatballs there's italian meatballs there's people who use breadcrumbs there's people who use other things there's swedish meatballs so like me going in ordering a meatball i know it's not going to be the same that my mom makes so like if you have that expectation going in there like you said like oh i hope it's like this or that no you need to go in with like a clean slate and be like all right i can't wait to try something new and then mm. if it does taste like mom's i'm like oh this is just like mom's um but it, i agree with you you gotta you gotta walk into a restaurant like knowing like food information and what you do and you don't like but don't judge the food before you try it yeah no i see i I like as well, like how restaurants are kind of like, you know, um, accommodating for like, you know, like vegans and vegetarianism. That's quite massive now, isn't it? Um, yeah, especially in the cities. Um, and I have a lot of friends because uh, a lot of people ask me to do vegan cooking videos. So, uh, like, I most of my meat, I'm meat, most of my meals all yeah. have some sort of protein or dead animal in it, whether it be beef, chicken, seafood. Uh, but I have a lot of friends that have turned vegan or vegetarian or pescatarian and they were asking for some vegan recipes so i have a couple i have a couple of my stash that i'll cook from mm. time to time so that's why i did the the dan dan noodles is one and then the cucumber yeah. salad is another one or, or that are vegan dishes um so that's it's becoming more and more i see mm. it a lot especially in cities yeah no it's definitely on the rise um mm -hmm. it's a bit of a like random question but like who would you say like your role models are do you have like any role models or whether that's like, you know, personally or like who you kind of like look up to or like mentors? Yeah. So right off the bat, I'm going to say my mom. Yeah. Uh, so 
my mom was the first one to teach me how to make scrambled eggs and uh, actually some Korean dishes too. Uh, all my Polish dishes, all my Italian dishes. So mm, like my mom's great. I love her. I talk yeah. to her at least once a week. Um, but as far as like food people, like I adore Anthony Bourdain, like, uh, like uh, rest in peace, but I, I mm. liked his attitude. I also enjoyed his outlook, not even the food, but the world in general. Um, mm. But I also like silly chefs, not silly, but like kind of outside the box chefs like myself, like Action mm. Bronson has a show that says, uh, that's fuck that's delicious. Um, are you familiar <laughs> with that? <laughs> are you familiar with Action Bronson? No, I've never heard of no. Check him, so out. check him out. He's a he's an American rapper, um, heavy set guy. Hella, great rap. I like it because when he raps, he puts food into his raps, uh, like linguini linguistics. Like he, he has some like really, like I enjoy his rap. Um, mm. But he has a show on on Vice, and he goes him and his crew, uh, Alan the Alchemist and Mayhem Loren and his cousin Big Body Best. They basically just drink smoke and eat at amazing <laughs> restaurants and he's got a cookbook out um i like him i like maddie matheson who's a canadian chef um he's all tattooed up and he's also very colorful and loves food loves to eat so um those are my like my top yeah. ones right now no that's awesome it's, yeah it's good it's a, you, you get uh you get different flavors from different chefs and mm. i'm always on the lookout for some new ones do you have if any you favorites I, I like I like yours. I like what you do. Um, <laughs> and, you. <laughs> no, you're welcome. And I, no, you're welcome. And I, I, uh, many years ago when YouTube kind of started, well, a few years back, I I was watching like Epic Meal Time. Yeah, those guys. Those are Canadian guys, right? Are they? Yeah. I think so. They're they're hilarious. I don't know. They if they make, like, big mm. meals. And they had like Jack Daniels like added in every single like dish and stuff like that and yeah it was like jack daniels and bacon uh, there bacon was like, yeah and there'd be like the, uh like a hundred thousand two hundred thousand calorie meals like they're huge yeah that's crazy i think they had a cookbook as well um i think they still do videos i don't know if it's, i think they've got like a studio now to do it and it's very very different but whereas when they did it they literally just buy a, a whole ton of big macs take them back home and then put them in a gastro yeah um, i saw that yeah, they, but, um, they, those guys are very entertaining too. Uh, like uh, Muscles T-shirt, I think was his name, right? The one guy, and then well, yeah, Muscles the, Glasses. Muscles, <laughs> muscle Glasses. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> uh, yeah, all those guys are characters, and uh, no, I, I used to watch them too. I actually, uh, I probably should catch up on some of their stuff. I haven't seen it in a while. Yeah, no, same. Um, do Do you have any like? Do you read at all? Do you, I I usually ask people if they have any favorite books. Do you Do you have any favorite books that you recommend or anything? Oh uh, yeah, uh, the Four Agreements. You ever read that? Yeah, I read that. I've read half of it. Yeah, uh, so that's I really enjoyed that book. Uh, it was given to me maybe like five years ago from a, a manager uh, that I used to have. And I like that book. I'm trying to think what else. Like, I like cookbooks that I read. Uh, mm. The Alchemist is always a classic. Yeah, that's a classic. Um, let me see what else here. I like weird books too. Uh, like there's a book I bought that was pretty interesting. It's uh, called How to Run a Drug Cartel. And it Jesus. goes, yeah, 
it goes through uh, comparing drug cartels to big business, like everything from like Walmart distribute, like distribution with Walmart and how the cartels use the same mentality, but in different ways. Um, so I'll, I'll, weird, I'll read weird books like that. Or there's another uh, cool book called The Wisdom of Psychopaths, Half Saints and Spies. So it kind of, it, it's, a, it's a good read because it's, uh, it kind of compares like serial killers to like what you can learn from all these crazy different people. Um, and then what else? I just bought uh, The Wisdom of the Wu, of Wu-Tang. So it's the RZA. And it's just like little, uh, like um, little bit of just wisdom that he's gathered throughout um, his time, and like he works with the Sifu, and like just just talks through through, through some things. Yeah, no, that's that's awesome. I think it's good to to read and to have like a, you know a variety in books that you read as well. Um, I definitely I definitely have to check some of them out. Um, yeah, I'll send I'll send them to you on the side so you can yeah. so remember them. Because. Um, yeah, I, I, I think I, I've got a book recently um, that looks at like Native American history and stuff. Because like my my granddad's side are like Native American, like my ancestors. So oh, I was, like look into like you know history and stuff. But yeah, you learn so much from books. Oh yeah, and then there's so many tribe like Native American tribes, so many different ones. Like, and each one has their own unique story. Because uh, like each one had their own region, own tribe. Like some people, some of them were in Pueblo, some of them were in like teepees, uh, some of them were nomadic, like, and they all have their uniqueness depending on where they were, like they're hunter-gatherers and things mm. of that nature. Um, and not only that, but they all have like, I would say like legends, like uh, yeah. different different chiefs and people within the tribe. It, it, you could read, there's like books and books, there's probably not enough books on it, um, especially with the American history, to be honest with you. Um, yeah, yeah, no, it is it is fascinating. I mean, um, as well, like, are you okay for time? I know we said off now. Are you? Yeah, I gotta get okay? back, and I gotta get back to the grind in like four minutes. Yeah, yeah that's fine. Um, yeah, so like to round up, like, where can people find you on um, social media? And uh... so you can find me on Instagram at Feeding Time TV. Same with Facebook and uh, YouTube. So the channel is always going to be Feeding Time TV. Uh, no spaces. Um, just the ad symbol, Feeding Time TV. And if you or anybody else wants to see your video or a recipe, definitely hit me up. Um, yeah, yeah. I, I try to answer everybody. Uh, it's not always real quick, but I will always make it a point mm. to answer anyone who shoots me a DM or comments. Mm. Like uh, That's what social media is, right? Yeah, what's yeah, point? yeah. What's the point of if you're not going to comment on someone's post if you're on social mm. media? Yeah, no, exactly. No, I, I really appreciate you know your time and like you know being on the podcast and talking about what yeah. you do. And um, I no, thank you for having me, man. And like I said, I love your stuff too. I love how positive you are, not only uh, with your podcast, but like just talking to you even before we started, like in your own life. And definitely let that shine through anything that you do. Um, cause I think this is great that you're doing, especially that you're, you're so young. So you yeah. have like, your you have a future ahead of you with all sorts of <laughs> things. So just definitely keep that positivity, man. That's great. Yeah. Yeah. No, cheers, man. I really, really appreciate it. And, uh, really, really means a lot. And I definitely, I'll keep on doing it. And 
you know, I, I really enjoy connecting with people and providing some, you know, value out there. You know, um, I think it's quite powerful, isn't it? Yeah, no, I think it is. And yeah. like, especially right now during COVID and just the way the world is, people need to stay positive and you're mm. doing a great job doing that, man. So keep up the good work. All right. Yeah. Yeah. No, cheers, man. You too. Yep. We'll have to catch up soon. All right. You have yeah, a good yeah, day. Yeah, of course. You too. Take care, Wes. Bye-bye. All the best. See you later. All the best. towards solving your fear issue mm. rather than go like i have to solve it oh my yeah. god you know, like, <laughs> yeah. like no so, I, yeah. no ex exactly i think fear fear is a massive thing um for some people and it's, it's a very very personal thing if people are experiencing fear and i think with that stunt lady she's probably reached a, a point where she's just in a you know she trusts in what she's doing and she's just kind of polarized and she's she understand probably under, you know has a better understanding of fear and realizes it doesn't you know doesn't, she doesn't need it and i think like fear fear is quite a personal thing it's different for everybody um but yeah. it kind of goes personal. back yeah it goes back to you know is it like the reptilian part of the brain how you know okay. The, you know fearing the unknown you know it goes back to caveman times you know okay. fight and flight um mm -hmm. and that's there you know within us kind of automatically and i think it's how you it's not letting your emotions override you and accepting whatever is coming up and you know if you're if you're afraid of flying you know like the more you do it the less scared you get you know i think it's the more you do something you know, um, like, for example, I used to fear podcasting. You know, I didn't do it for about two years before I initially did it because I was afraid of what people might think. Um, I was afraid of being judged and all these, you know, irrational things. But like when you actually step into that unknown, opportunities mm. open up. You know, you meet people. I, you know, I, I wouldn't have connected with you if I wouldn't have done podcasting, <laughs> things like this. So, you know, on the, you know it's, it's what's on the other side of fear, isn't it? You know, there was on, what's on the other side of fear is growth, uh, new connections, and all the rest of it. Um, and I remember when I had anxiety and PTSD, I used to fear going into crowded situations because my first panic attack was when I was taking my um, GCSEs. I just, for, for whatever reason, all this anxiety was triggered then. So. I hated going into crowded situations. I would fear going into crowded situations. Mm -hmm. um, and your body just goes through a whole roller coaster of emotions. But mm. I, I, would, I, would fit, I would fight it and I would say, why is, it, why is this happening to me? And that would make it worse. Mm -hmm. So, you know, through fear, you kind of have to accept it and kind of, you know, like I said, question it and just go through it. It's to be kind of the only way, really. If you yeah. do have fear. Yeah. That's true. That's true. And I liked how you, you said that everyone has their own uh, 
version of belief around fear uh, it's not a it's not a very simple thing is it is it like we i pulled out something from my life like kind of like touched it and you you also explained something from your life but that's the best we can do because uh i always believe that um we have to walk, walk towards uh, everything like a collective and yeah. believe whatever topics we talk about because uh, i also podcast and um, you also podcast and I think I love this about you and I've um, gone with this same idea and it's that going towards everything like a collective, like putting our knowledge together as the little yeah. bits that we know. Some of us could be masters, some, I don't know, some of us are experts, some of us have just started getting into all of this, but nobody's lesser or better uh, than anyone else. And whatever we put through is not also to judge anyone's fear or anybody's anxiety or anybody's self-worth. It's just whatever we are learning around the way, the little bits that we've gathered to mm. live our lives or just to affirm or just to confirm ourselves uh, to ourselves that mm. this is a way of living that mm. we are adopting in the present. So would you like to hear about it? rather than uh, putting it out there that this is how you think. I think we, both of us, we, we don't 